Welcome to Gen X Music Show. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wansey in beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, restrictions are being eased up a bit. Um, you can obviously go down to Blanchard Family Wines and uh, get yourself a limited capacity, socially distanced experience of having wine and just chilling with friends. Or you can do what I do and go to bfwdenver.com and order yourself a bottle of wine. The 2017 Cabernet is one of my favorites, uh, maybe my favorite, um, but they also, you know, since these are grapes from Sonoma County, they've got, they're specialized in Pinot and they've got uh, whites, um, other red blends. They've got partnerships with Western Slope wineries, one called Restoration and one called Storm Cellars. And they also have a partnership with a, a, a winery in the Elk Mountains. Uh, I have not had their wine yet, but I'm told it's very good. Um, it's one of my favorite places to go in Denver. And when uh, we get through this goddamn pandemic, I will definitely be going there 100%. Um, once again, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, go to, they are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, when you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Gen X Music Show. This is a special one tonight. Um, and I think we may have this uh, maybe a recurring thing. We have a correspondent, a special correspondent that, uh, uh, that we have that is uh, going to chime in. But first, let me introduce you to um, a man you all know, um, a, uh, someone I've known since, well, of, of, of the group of friends that are normally on this podcast, the man I've known the longest, uh, one of my best friends, maybe my best friend. His name is Joe Havensford. Hello, Joe. Hello, Mortimer. This is a very special episode. It is very special. It's like it is... Tom when he's an alcoholic yes. uh, on Family Ties. On Family Ties, right. <laughs> yeah. Very special. Yeah. We need the, uh, what would you think? Yeah. I would do at this moment. That one. Uh, like the, is this with where a I chime in and Belvedere. say, uh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> this, exactly. <laughs> And that this, this kind of uh, goes segues us per, uh, perfectly into introducing <laughs> our special guest tonight. Um, here is uh, someone who is a, a an excellent musician. A he has a fantastic ear, um, a natural pitch. He can he can like he he will tell me if my guitar is out of tune. Um, <laughs> I have uh, actually <laughs> uh, yes, you have a couple times. I have uh, uh, recorded a couple songs uh, when with his recording equipment. Uh, and just all around great guy and a millennial who is going to try to put uh, Joe <laughs> and I in our place. Uh, it mm -hmm. is our friend, Travis Tucker. Hello, Travis. Hello, it's, it's me, Travis <laughs> Tucker guy. Uh, I'm your, your local everyday Travis Tucker. Uh, yes. Yeah, we... I, it's, I, it's honestly exciting. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say, it's it's honestly uh, great to uh, be participating in this podcast with you guys because obviously I've known you guys both for a while now, um, and we've had our own conversations and musings about mm. music, right. uh, alliteration appreciated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, in general, uh, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to come on after hearing some, you know, past conversations and contribute, you know, another point of view, you know? Yeah, well... Uh, a point of view. 
Yes. <laughs> we, 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 different point of view. Well, yeah. look, look, uh, I first uh, met Travis when uh, Joe's uh, lovely wife uh, brought me to uh, a, a party that was his 16th birthday, right? So that was that, a... <laughs> wow. That would tell you how long ago this was. At the same time, that will tell you how young Mr. Mr. Uh, Travis Sucker is. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I should go ahead and say that I, I am 28. So mm-hmm. I do been a while. fall yeah. in that I, I, I may be Gen Y, actually, but either way, like, I'm in a, a younger generation, so it no, counts. You, you are, at the, you are <laughs> at the end of the millennials. You, you, I think it ends at 95, so you, you I'm and... I'm the one that ended it. Yeah, yeah you, no, you're, <laughs> you, and, you and my brother Alex uh, are, okay. are roughly the same age, so uh, you guys are both right at the end of the whole millennial you know, thing. I don't know. The, uh, generational uh, labels are kind of <laughs> bullshit anyway. So yeah. I, uh, yeah. To... Don't you know? Yeah. All right. So look, Travis wanted to impart to us some music. Um, and he wanted to give us an idea of uh, some hip happening things that are going down uh, in, in, in the music scene. <laughs> um, so what we're going yeah. to do Groovy music, groovy, <laughs> groovy hip hip mu- music that all the cool cats are listening to. So I think it's swinging actually. <laughs> swinging, swinging. It's got the, it's got the, <laughs> it's got that swing in it. Uh, so what we're going to do is, is Travis has a selection of uh, of tunes that he would like to impart to us. Um, the first one that I'm going to do, and then we'll talk about it after, is a song called King. Wait, no, a, a band called. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is <laughs> this is far too much a alliteration. alliteration. Yes, yeah. uh, and uh, the song is Gamma Knife slash People vers- Vultures, which is an interesting uh, uh, thing here. So I'm going to share it with you presently, and uh, we will kind of all talk about it. And as usual, it'll be about a 30 second clip. And here you go. Oops, turn it up a little. There you go. Uh, Travis, that's uh, I, I, as all of you know by now, I pay, play these via YouTube. That is a weird video. <laughs> yeah, people, but it's appropriate, is it not? <laughs> yes. Especially for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Travis, I mean, give us some, some a little bit of background about this particular band. I noticed that this uh, the date on this YouTube video is uh, June of 2016. Yes, uh, so. The reason I, I chose this to kind of kick stuff off is because I think there is a concern uh, in general, like with generations that are older, 
and you know has been the case with any older generation in any generation is mm -hmm. that like older generations are going to be forgotten and you know not appreciated for what they are whereas this this band uh is a group of people i think around my age and maybe a little younger that all first of all the recording is is meant to sound like vintage vinyl analog Am recording yeah. and ha it has that kind of like buzz to it mm -hmm. but also they take a lot of prog uh uh inspiration in and, and even different like basically bands mm -hmm. from the 60s like they kind of hit on in different albums and black sabbath honestly i feel like it was one of their uh inspirations for the one of the latest albums uh so i just yeah i felt like that might be relevant to this whole situation you know that's interesting now, is yeah, it true ahead, that some of these uh newer bands uh smoke the reefer uh, the, the 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 ganja weed i'm not entirely wacky, sure what that is but i've heard about it i've heard it <laughs> people to kill other people that's my uh what i've been led to understand by movies like reefer madness and that's yes. it oh yeah. boy i think don't we i remember i think we for <laughs> I, I think joe and i are so old that we forget that weed is legal um <laughs> yeah, like, that shit when we were young and you had to that was illegal stuff man you had to go to somebody questionable's house and you know yes risk life and limb yes exactly back alley hooligan with a trench coat full <laughs> right. of vials right yeah <laughs> yes you know it's funny uh, i was listening to that and i listened to it prior to the uh, podcast and uh, i liked what i heard uh, very throwback you are very right um and do you think that uh and and I'll just you know travis since you're you're our millennial correspondent here do you think that quote unquote rock music and its time at the charts at top of the charts is over it has become and we kind of concluded this in our in our is rock dead podcast is it it's more of a fact that it's no longer a a viable top top of the chart kind of kind of genre it, it seems that way right yeah it, it it does seem like that but I would argue that that's because we don't really remember <laughs> what was at the top of the charts at the time. Because honestly, I, I, was, I, I was actually looking it up beforehand. Around the, the late 60s is what I love some of my biggest inspirations for like older rock. Mm. And where some of the heavier stuff started to come into play. And I, I, I really like that kind of idea. If you look at those charts, you see like <coughs> a Beatles song, yeah. and even then, it's like it's a it's a lighter, very sweeter song. And even even some of the Elton John songs, they're uh, they're lighter and you know That's not grungier stuff. As far as rock being you know at the top of the charts, like it it it, it may be. It may have had to be defined as like the charts of the people who listen to rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was you know? saying every decade has its every decade has its horrible, shameful things, and those people were usually at the top of the charts. 
Like <laughs> our, our Taylor Swift now, oh, yeah. is like Neil Sadaka in the seventies, you know, like nobody listens to Neil Sadaka, <laughs> but he was constantly at the top of the charts, you know, well, Joe, Joe, what was that for us in the nineties? Um, in the nineties, um, there was a, a bunch question. of, there was a bunch of crap in the nineties. Well, early nineties, a lot of butt rock and stuff. Remember it was like, right. um, right. like winger and people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that was the transition you from take me higher. <laughs> oh, that's that creed a, that creed I remember that one <laughs> that's the the religious pearl jam yeah. as i recall yeah <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. like in our heyday i mean it's interesting that we i talk about our heyday joe yeah. and joe and i are we're notorious for listening not notorious but we what we listened to was bands in the 70s and a lot of kids in the 90s listened to 70s bands so i i think Just the- Put this in perspective. Trav, our our heyday was when Travis was an infant. Yeah. So that's well, uh, that's depressing. yeah. Um. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's when we were young and hip and with it. I mean, it's, we weren't, but we wanted to think we were. Okay. Yeah. That's that's just true. Now, Travis, you got to keep in mind you're talking to two people who are the furthest furthest from hip. We <laughs> <laughs> and each year it's further. Every year we get further away. You know what? I'm going to give you guys some, I'm going to toot your guys' horns. I've heard some cool, uh, like, more modern uh, stuff because of you guys. And, like, you know, Joe and I at least have had very, like, long conversations about gorillas. And I'd say they're still pretty hip considering they just put out an album that hit some charts. <laughs> you should listen to more of our, our the ones we've done, Travis, because uh, I'm constantly singing gorilla praises on this podcast. So. Yeah, he is. And, uh, but he's not talking about the band. So. Yeah, I actually <laughs> just like gorillas. They're just cool, you know? I'm a big <laughs> Diane Fossey fan. That's just what it is. I, I personally Fossey. am one myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe is a big no, Bob, I, uh, Bob Fossey I, fan. Um, Fossey, yeah. Um, I, 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 go ahead. You know, yeah. actually, sorry, just to, to bring it, it's, it's funny because Gorillaz actually is probably where I, I really started to like branch out as far as musical genres. And I, yeah. I think what a, a trend that I see these days is people wanting to branch out. Like even in the pop scene, you have people mm-hmm. that like you know grew up with so many different types of music, and they're bringing it back like in different ways, and yeah. they're you know just trying to. And, and some of them are just trying to show off and be like, "I listened <laughs> to Dead Grips and uh, Doja Cat." I totally haven't put that on my profile. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> point being. I, I, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that was, you know, kind of the uh, as much around back then or, you know, what you guys thought, if that's actually changed or not. Mm. Well, well he, I t- tell you what, Travis, that, that's a good segue into song number two. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have not listened to this one yet. This is oh, um, Harry Styles, Kiwi. Um, if this is terrible, Travis, I will murder you. Okay. <laughs> she walked away through a cheap pack of cigarettes. Hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect. And all the boys, they were saying they were into it. Such a pretty face on a pretty next is driving me crazy. But I'm into it. But I'm into it. I'm kind of into it. It's getting lazy. 
Oh, that's interesting. You know, Travis, you know what that reminds me of? That, yes. That reminds me of the um, garage rock revival stuff that was going on in the early 2000s, like uh, The Strokes. Oh, that, yeah. That I, kind of uh, thing. That's, that's, that's what hmm. that reminds me of. But the, because uh, I, we talked about this on, one of the, uh, on that podcast, actually, the Rock Dead podcast. It was um, that there was there were times where guitar-driven rock, I guess is the best way to put it, um, yeah. was in the charts. And there was this brief time in the early 2000s where it did. And it was, it was led by bands like The Strokes and all that stuff. And that mm-hmm. particular song from um, Sir Harry there reminded Harry. me reminded me of um, <laughs> that kind of thing, like jet and uh, uh, yeah, very jet like. That very much uh, even more so than the Strokes. Yeah. yeah, the vines, that sort of thing. It, 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 that's that kind of in that that uh, that category. That's the guy that was in the the boy band, right, Travis? <laughs> yes. And what was the boy uh, band called? D- for full disclosure. Mm. <laughs> one direction, one direction. Uh, a directioners oh. all around the world uh definitely had a heyday with this one yeah. um and and actually uh in full disclosure so that i don't seem like i'm just super open-minded i absolutely had a girlfriend show this to me so oh. <laughs> like she showed me harry styles album and was like hey you should check this out you actually might like it and i was like <sighs> yeah, I, 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 I guess from... I can try it. Yeah, because I mean, if someone well, said, that... "Here's the newest Lance Bass album. Check it out," you'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, so I can see being. Now, now here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: is like I, I also was interested because I did like some One Direction songs in like in and seeing that they were they were definitely trying to pay tribute like the song best song ever is obviously them paying tribute to bob o'reilly by the who oh really honestly harry styles does a yeah the harry styles does a lot of paying tribute to older like 60s and 70s artists in this album and more rock but in the second album, he kind of does a little more like out there and poppy stuff, but it's still <laughs> good to me. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's definitely something we, me and Morty, would have never thought of, or the other two crotchety old fellows that we usually do this podcast with. So that's why you're here. Yeah. Although one of the it, Travis, one of the more things I'm more proud of is like a real Magnus and I too. It's both of us getting Joe to uh, listen to the new. Um, uh, Smashing Pumpkins album because uh, oh, so he loves it, <laughs> yeah. and so I, I was, yeah, I and I was thinking about that sort of thing though, and mm-hmm. and I, one of the things I hope to do on this show is to expose people to music that maybe they hadn't given a full chance to. In general, I think <laughs> what what was Joe the last podcast we did was uh, um, what was it? Oh, a little known band. Oh. Yeah, the bands that we really champion but may not be, yeah. you know, on the radar. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I do. So uh, what Travis is doing tonight for us, and what's one of the reasons I really like this idea, is kind mm-hmm. of exposing you and I 
to things yeah. we would not have otherwise listening listened to. And I think yeah. that's kind of what Travis had in mind too. I, I'm not to speak for you, Travis, but is that kind <laughs> of what you had in mind when you were when you thought about uh, coming on? Uh, well, okay. The title was proposed of uh, "Is Rock Dead?" Uh, correspondent, <laughs> the, the millennial correspondent comes on. I was like, okay, so I got to represent here. <laughs> yeah. And what what I was, oh, sorry, what was that? No. Uh, I think I said, oh, because it oh, seemed like you, anyways, you were uh, oh, That's all I was saying. So uh, I think what mainly inspired this was, again, the... Uh, the uh the title when you proposed that to me was uh you know gonna be is rock dead uh millennial correspondent uh chimes <laughs> in and i was like okay so now i've got to represent for my generation okay <laughs> what do we do and it is um, a good idea and then well and and the thing is i also understand where you know a lot of the concerns come from because you do only when you look at a spotify top artist list you see queen there it's at, but it's at five awesome. and then the, the rest tend to be more electronic artists and hip-hop artists mm-hmm. and i think i think i first of all i don't like I don't think that is because um, I think that's because those artists get the most money behind them and therefore are the most promoted. But the thing is that the cultures and the people that are exposing themselves to new music, especially younger generations, now that the internet is a thing, it's mm-hmm. it's it's insane. There, there's so much like diversity and so many people that are just in masses but they're in like these smaller collective masses yeah we've we've talked about that too the the age of the internet and and the niche audience is such a big thing now you know it used to be something that people could you know marketing people in music could just ignore like well they're a niche they don't they don't matter nowadays it's like no they're they have huge numbers and they're all very loyal to something you know and and they're all communicating with each other, you know, so you have to completely <laughs> rethink the way you, you do that, you know? Well, well, you know, when you think about it, um, uh, the, the Apple music, Apple podcast, and not the podcast, that's what this on, but Apple, uh, Apple music, Spotify, yeah. those things like that has kind of made it uh, more like uh, a tapas restaurant. You know, yeah, you just, yeah. I can make everything out of appetizers. And yeah. so I, that fundamentally has changed the way you approach music. So everything is put into songs and, and uh, like one song. And then when you, when you do that, you naturally are going to focus on ear candy. And I think that that part has lent itself to bands like the first one we listened to being not as known, even though it's, it's good stuff. And a lot of the stuff that we mentioned in our uh, little known artists, uh, other than mine, which was, you know, uh, nobody outside of the nobody in the United States. For most people, it's just too damn British. Yes, That's exactly. What I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you on how great and amazing that band is. So. Yeah, but 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 aside from that, all of you guys, uh, Joe, Pat, Magnus, all you guys brought in 
uh, current artists who are, are out there now doing their thing and aren't really known is because generally they're album artists. And yeah. al album artists really don't exist anymore. And I think that has kind of, in, just in my view, and uh, Tra Travis, you can weigh in on this. I think the, la the lack of al album <laughs> artists has kind of diminished that kind of uh, uh, rock as an art form, I guess. <clears throat> okay. And that is why I, because uh, I remember you guys saying that on a previous podcast, and I wanted to bring King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard as an example of people that that are taking albums as an art form mm -hmm. in the rock arena because they they are mostly uh they're mostly rock the thing is they are the the, the album that that is coming off of is Nonagon Infinity and it is an album that can be looped you can mm. listen to the end and it matches up with the beginning wow. perfectly. I love stuff like that. And it's, it's, and it's in, uh, and there's a lot of things with the time signature that uh, in, in reference to nine, you know, it, it, uh, various yeah. references throughout the album, taking it very seriously to craft this entire story. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I felt like, that that was those are kind of some of the things and even if you listen to queens of the stone age you know oh, I love uh like clockwork yeah i haven't really listened to that one. Oh, did you guys uh, oh the uh because they had um a couple on there that got bigger i like smooth sailing I and, like in sorry. my library i just can't get I, i'm constantly listening to songs for the death that's like yeah. the one i do you know like over and over again well, Joe, Joe was able to identify with it because he's deaf. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't read your lips. <laughs> okay, uh, well, dead, uh, let's dead, move on. Tired of <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to uh, the next selection, which is um, a band I actually was kind of familiar with. Um, mm -hmm. It is uh, the Velveteers, and uh, it is a song called Atlantic City, which... I don't believe is the Bruce Springsteen song. It's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That was my first thought and question to Travis. I said, so, did they cover Atlantic City? Wow. So, <laughs> uh, but right here, we're going to play Atlantic City by the Velveteers. That's interesting, Travis. Um, first mm -hmm. off, first off, my my first comment on this is uh, I like the fact that the um, baritone guitar she's playing has P nineties on it. P ninety. What is P nineties? I'm not familiar with the lingo. P ninety pickups. 
they were humbuckers before humbuckers, just basically a wide band single pickup. Was that a Rickenbacker baritone guitar, by the way? Uh, let me see. Um, this is actually, no. that might be her Clint Eastwood. Too. Yeah, that is not a Rick. That is very similar in body style. It this is, is very interesting yeah, that, to people listening to us, I'm sure. But yeah. We saw a video. So. We need we need Pat here saying nerding. Um. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so she commonly plays a, a Clint Eastwood, which is like I hadn't even I didn't even know was a, a guitar. Clint Eastwood makes uh, guitars. Uh, apparently, he ca- crafted them himself. Uh, wow. He's a little shocked. That guy is a rem- <laughs> Oh, high plains yeah. drifter himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And that's interesting. I, I, I kind of like that. The, the, I thought the, the interesting use of, uh, you never see a band with two drummers. And <laughs> that was, I like that. Like, not since Dolman Brothers. <laughs> well, yeah, not well, but, that, yeah. but, the, two, but with only of. three people. I mean, that's <laughs> where two of them are drummers and one of them yeah. is a guitar player vocalist. But I, I think that may be the first time I've ever seen that. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, uh, um, I kind I really like, I mean, this is, uh, I'm, so, I'm, with apologies to Pat Darren, I really do like baritone guitars. Uh, why, they, why is the, does Pat hate baritone guitars? No, 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 no. It's, it's like music nerding. Um, oh, that, the nerding thing. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. Uh, oh, but, <laughs> but, but Travis knows what I'm talking about. So that's all that matters. Um, so mm-hmm. what, what's, I mean, uh, what, well, what do you I, like about this? Give band? a quick explanation. Yeah. Uh, First of all, as a quick explanation for all those who are like, what the heck are you talking about? Baritone guitar is just basically a lower register guitar. So it's it's doing lower notes. It's kind of in between a guitar and a bass. Yeah. And that's what I love about this band. Demi, first of all, she, I met, like I saw her play for the first time when she was 17 and she was playing that baritone guitar and she only had one drummer at the time but it was just them and they had such a raw sound and were so intense mm-hmm. and but it, it was so big because because like a lot of what sells the white stripes is the energy that you know mm-hmm. jack and uh, meg you know they kind of put together and then the sound of it is it, you know it's not exactly like you don't really have the low end but you don't need it because it just feels so raw and energetic right yeah that's what the velveteers i felt like they did unique uh what they did right was they the baritone guitar offers that low end and then like the distortion and it brings that fuzz for like some of the high end and it all just creates this full sound together and feel it and when they had the second drummer too, oh, mm. both of those charging bass drums with the floor toms and woof. Did they call her Demi Two Drums? Nice. Whatever. Demi 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 Two Drums. Like whatever. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking of like what's her, her last what's name is Demetro, and they're a trio. Hey, speaking of nerding, because it makes me think of uh, uh, the, where is it? Uh, what's his name? Two Shed Strickland. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. From Monty Python? Monty Python, yes. Demi, Demi Two Drums 
whatever her last name is. Tutas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, talk about nerding again. Jeez. Yeah. Um, uh, um, pick that hat. But, but, but here is, here's my thing. Uh, you know, I actually, I, I did enjoy that. It was very spare. It does, it, it is a very Colorado sound. Um, it is a very, um, because I, I've, I've seen a lot of support acts in Colorado that are like, have a, have a sound like that, but not, but this was more unique. I, I don't mean to diminish her. Um, this is more unique. This was, this was, um, like I said, two drummers and a baritone hey, don't guitar. Talk shit about two drums. <laughs> like, don't talk shit about, uh, <laughs> Demi two drums more. Um, uh, they, they just, <laughs> uh, but it is, it, it was interesting. And I think I'll definitely check out more. Do they have, uh, Travis, do they have an album out that I can check out? Yes, they have, um, they have an album on Spotify even, and that song is I, on there. I found them on Apple music. Also. Um, oh, you did. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. They're, they're actually. So they're uh, they're a band that yeah like since I saw that because she was I want to say that was like five years ago or so and yeah ever since then they've actually really taken off more so because they also have you know such a unique not only unique instrumentation um, and also like a unique sound I'd say like yeah. even if the if it's pulling from a lot of different places. Uh, but also they opened for this band that was also a two-piece, two women that had more of a glam rock feel to them. It was mm. really interesting, but they were like, hey, we've got a following in London. Y'all want to tour with us in freaking London? And it's like, I wow. guess we'll freaking <laughs> rock London. So these uh, these guys have gone to freaking London already. And and I love it because they be, are- but that's me. me. <laughs> well, uh, Travis, you've been to London too, so you know. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I uh, have no followers <laughs> there. <laughs> he was a young whippersnapper, though, when he you went were. to London. Yeah. He, 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 he was. If anything, I probably have haters there after they heard my <laughs> uh, Paris uh, hamburger in Paris story. Um, <laughs> one time that uh, my dad was forced to order a hamburger from a very nice restaurant <laughs> because I was being such a fussy little shit. I That's mean, the Travis Tucker story. It's called, Are There Hamburgers? Are there hamburgers? No, no <laughs> hamburgers, hamburgers in Paris is, is the perfect title for your <laughs> album. Uh, I remember so- getting irritated with you because you ordered hamburger at Red Lobster. I was like, uh-huh. who the hell does that? Oh, no, no, no. That was Rock Lobster, which was this Rock other Lobster. really fa- – oh, no, no, no. It was Rum Jungle in uh, Vegas. It was a very nice establishment, and then um, and then they had to go across the street in, uh, uh, to – or go across the uh, the mall thing. I don't know. They, mm-hmm. they were across from each other, and they went to the restaurant across from them to get the freaking hamburger because, again – Fussy little Travis over here. Finicky yes. eater. Finicky <laughs> eater. Yes. Yes. That's that's Which an idea of, of some of these picks. A very fussy man made them. <laughs> so he's taking <laughs> time to, you know, 
<laughs> is... Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, well, let's get to the last selection, and then we can kind of uh, give a summary in the last 20 minutes of uh, what we've been talking about. Um, mm -hmm. So this one uh, is, uh, I actually okay. saw them uh, playing uh, this when uh, Channel, I believe Channel 12, uh, PBS actually has the uh, Colorado Public Radio uh, uh, live shots here, and I and I recall Whoa. seeing uh, these guys. Uh, <laughs> this is King Eddie, uh, kind of a grandiose name here. That, that let's uh, let's see if uh, their 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 vibe fits their royal aspirations. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. Here's King Eddie. Interesting sound. I, I, I'm trying to draw uh, some sort of simile to something I've heard before. And I, it, it, the only thing I can place is, is late 60s. Yeah, another kind of uh, avant-garde sort of sort of deal. Well, they were playing off the beat. You notice that, like, right, right. You know, like not very uncommon. It, it, the more, you know, especially these days. Yeah, I. So I. Yeah, that's the thing is that these guys, they you can you can hear a lot of influence from the 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 olden days if you will um, the days of yore yeah, yeah. the olden days um, yeah. no they, but you can hear that but at the same time they provide their own sound and and honestly if you listen to more of their music it it, it mm. is very like flower uh, flower child hippie influence like type music but it's still yeah they they just they're so unique with their in implementing new sounds and, and ideas into their music and i just it wanted to, them to drive home the idea that like you know it's not just like you know the the uh sorry i i, I think i lost the track on that um <laughs> I, I was i was gonna say that um what I love about them is that they're a local band as well, but, and also part of the younger generation that plays, you know, a lot of DIY clubs and a DIY I feel like is the reason that rock will never die because <clears throat> it, it started in a garage somewhere and, you know, yeah. it, it will die in a garage somewhere <laughs> once that garage itself dies. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't really worried about it from our, our subject matter of that show. Is rock well, and roll pretty damn good to die. If, 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 we, if we really boil it down, and maybe this is the contrast between 
what we were trying to do and and this particular show i don't think these are opposing views i no. think that uh we came to yeah. the conclusion that it was still around but it would it, it was more niche and mm. i think i think mm-hmm. that is definitely true so you know travis uh i i do appreciate the uh what you were doing there um, and, and bringing these guys in uh, as far as something for us to, uh, for all our listeners to uh, check out. Um, I think what I've come to the conclusion and uh, just based on, you know, what I did like the last several years is that these are become, well, before the pandemic, they became, these were touring. You make your money touring anyway. And mm. no one does better business touring other than the super huge acts than rock bands because you make you can make a living if you just tour 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 and nothing translates to live shows i think better than rock music i don't i don't i don't mm-hmm. think i've i've been in a situation where i've seen a a a concert that that translated as well if you've ever been to a rap concert uh i gotta tell you that it's not the same it's not mm-hmm. the same oh, sure. Yeah, very and different. Because dynamic. because it's more um, to like a, if someone went to a Ken, Kendrick Lamar concert, you're there for kind of the entertainment aspect, um, and the rock music is a different experience because mm-hmm. you're kind of getting uh, bowled over by rock music. You're just kind of getting punched in the face, and <laughs> like rap, hip hop, and all that <laughs> stuff, or pop music, you're there for the spectacle. It, it seems to be yeah. more for the visual spectacle of what you're seeing. Um, that, that's just my interpretation of it. Travis, you may have a different look on it, but I, that, that's my interpretation of, of kind of the way uh, things are right now. Yeah, totally. I can see that. I, the reason, the, I think the reason that I do have a different take is just because I've been, like, I've been fortunate enough. I, in recent years, I've been, uh, working in some of the venues here and have been, you know, uh, seeing a lot of what comes through. Then also, I, when I was younger, I got exposed to a DIY venue here. And really just like, as I latched on to these different genres, and I saw these different types of people, like, I really saw that anything that you have in one genre you do have some sort of like uh, let's put it this way in rock you have clean rock you have grungy rock you have fast and angry rock and the funny thing is that you can say that for any genre i've found and you know and then like the other thing that i was thinking about when you were talking about like what this uh could have been oh sorry uh <laughs> i have adhd for all those at home uh so that's why i kind of lose my every you're fine, Travis. You're fine. Um, yeah no it's you're fine <laughs> so uh so what i was the the other thing that I, I thought about that you brought up was as far as far as referring to last time i yeah i don't think that you guys are necessarily actually saying like you know these kids these days have no idea what they're talking about and whatnot um and we're more talking about like how it's niching more than anything what Mm. i thought was interesting though was 
that we do have Queen at the top of the, the charts. We do have Harry Styles, who is, you know, world's superstar, like bringing rock into it too. And like genuine rock, not just like, you know, pretty boy, you know, like we got some yeah. instruments, believe it or not. Everything is more diverse now than, than it's ever been. Not so, like, not like know. Robbie Williams rock or something like that. It's more, you know, it's actual. No. <laughs> yeah. No Robbie Williams. Yeah. I, so that, that's the thing is it's, it's more that, yeah, I did want to, I, for any listeners at home that may be like, you know, I've, I haven't heard newer, you know, rock come out. And like, I don't think kids these days are actually like, you know, innovating in this space anymore. They're just kind of rehashing ideas. It's like, these are only one, a, a couple of like many examples that I've seen because of DIY venues, especially like Seven Circle Music Collective is the one that we have here that is known around the country. And it's for the reason that we've allowed any genre to play there. Mm -hmm. And I say we, because it's literally a collective. It's a group of people that come together and make a show run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and because of that, you have these, also these, it's also an all ages space. And so you have all these kids from all ages getting exposed to all different types of music. And it's, it's beautiful because it has spawned people like the Velveteers and King Eddie who are both have both played at that venue. And mm. then, you know, I could easily see King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard playing at something like that. So, oh, yeah. you know, I just, if anything, I want to, I want to give y'all a, a, a hope in your heart that music will not just completely suck and turn into computers. <laughs> well, I, you know, Travis, I, if, if I think you're fortunate in the sense that you've uh, worked at uh, venues to where mm -hmm. you, you can get exposed to this stuff. And I think it really depends on if you are able to go out and hear, hear people. I remember uh, about 2016, 17, I, uh, I went to Ophelia's, uh, electric soapbox out here in in Denver with uh, ah. our, our mutual friend Kylan, and there yes. was a ba there was just a band playing there um, later on that night, and uh, it was pretty good. It would I w and if I didn't go there, I wouldn't have heard it, right? Yeah. And, and and that's and I think sometimes because we don't consume music through our usual running out to the CD store looking and seeing that this person is a local Colorado artist and picking it up or, you know, back of the day albums um, that you're kind of like, you got the convenience of looking at it at home, which I think restricts you to your favorites. It kind of like was startling yeah. to me that this part, this was a good band playing. And I, I really, to be honest with you, had never heard of them. <laughs> and it's because I, 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 and the only reason I, I would have ever done it is because I just happened to be there that one night. And I think that that is um, one of those things that, that that's when I talk about the niching of, of rock music, that's kind of where I'm talking about it. Is it's like, I would have never heard this. Now it's always been around like that, but I think it's, it's yeah. to a greater extent because people don't, bands don't make their money via putting out albums anymore, unless you're a man. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, 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 and honestly, I think like in general, music is niching. And I think that that's the, the, the biggest thing is that it's such a big market now because anybody can record at home. Right. And I am an example of that. Like you and I actually recorded some pretty well put together. Let's put it this way. They sound better than a lot of, uh, you know, professional in quotes, uh, recordings back right. in the days, right. you know, <laughs> right. and, and that's because we have the technology we have these days. And because of that, I think a lot more is on the market and therefore it needs to be niched because, you know, the money's can't, uh, the companies can't put their money into everybody. Right. Well, also you guys can play, you actually guys can actually play instruments. I think that actually <laughs> may be a pretty rare quality anymore. When you think about the kind of recording technology that there is, I mean, you think about someone like, I don't actually, I don't want to name any, any, I probably just offend people, but there's probably, there's probably people that I hear that are supposedly top 40. And I'm like, there's no way any of these numb nuts can play their instruments. Like they're, 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 this is a, this is a total farce and it's just, you know, it's just playback or they got somebody in the studio to play the actual parts, you know, the musical parts. These people have no musical talent, you know, well, which, which has been always been a thing. Well, Travis brought right. up, Travis brought up uh, those couple tracks that he and I laid down. Um, mm. Joe and I did a demo 23 years ago. Yeah. Um, Joe oh, at man. one time, at one time was a, was a pretty good rhythm acoustic guitar player. Um, that was strictly and, rhythm. I didn't want to make it cry or sing. Yes, I. <laughs> and at one point, I laid down a ripping solo for "Knocking on Heaven's Door" that will <laughs> go down in the annals of rock music history. It um, will. <laughs> the most overwrought solo ever played by another human being. Yeah. Just kept going on and on. Um, <laughs> oh God, yeah. And, uh, but Joe and I recorded a demo, and then I recorded an album uh, about a year after that. And you know, I've, I count that as a great experience. And I, I, I think that there's something about going into a studio and laying down tracks that's, at least for me, I'm not just speaking for myself, at least for me, very stimulating, but I'm musically oriented. I, I play mm. my guitar at least three hours a day. I, I'm always playing my guitar. And I think- I have I, a guitar somewhere. That's how <laughs> Joe used to- Joe, <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe was Joe, you know, and I'm not uh, overselling Joe here. He was very good. Joe would come up with nice chords sequences yeah. that yeah. Uh, I don't think of because I I, I, I have a very non-linear way that I approach guitar. And mm. Joe would would lay these down. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And you do something that, that I couldn't do. And he, it would perfectly accompany the lyrics he wrote. Um, mm. I... I'm not a, a lyric writer. I'm a music guy. And even, I, even my music that I did was mm. overwrought. And uh, I was definitely more interested in the lyrics, which is probably a good reason to stop uh, writing. And that, and I think most <laughs> of the songs were about virginity. So, you know, once you get past that stage of life, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I don't need songs anymore. I, yeah. yeah, you, you got to love those, uh, those, uh, few inspirations you latch on to as a young songwriter um, yeah, definitely yeah. didn't have like the you know the oh i'm so alone but like this girl's a jerk and i hate her i didn't have those songs early on in my career or anything yeah oh no God. you don't seem, don't seem <laughs> i need that, that you don't seem to be like a 
a sarcastic songwriter, you know, or like a, a particularly, <laughs> you know, file filled. And I should point out before Travis is very good. And uh, yeah. yes, as a, as Thank a, Thank you for that, by the way. Has an ear for uh, certain things that I don't do. I, I'm very, I, I, I pick something up on the radio and I play it. I, I don't need mm-hmm. to, I, I, I can like play it without, um, I can get it close without having to look at a chart or seeing someone play it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's that's and how I've I seen that. that's how I learned that and and it, which is yeah which necessarily accurate. you and a lot of people I think I don't yeah. mo- most most people who play the electric guitar or acoustic guitar can't read music that's the right. vast majority of them you know thank God for that yeah and and yeah. I think that, that I well I was definitely self taught and honestly mm-hmm. it was because of the internet that i was able to i was able to actually go on guitartabs.com and pull oh, yeah. up uh the, here's how to to rip blackbird uh you know? okay well, but, and, but but travis before you continue I, I, let me tell people about i, I don't know if, if i can ag- adequately describe the way that travis played blackbird and the way he used his his picking hand <laughs> i've never seen anyone use it pick like that ever but that's something that comes from the the the, the lack. And I, the, the one thing I love about it is like it's the it, it's it's like you kind of forge your own way by doing it that way. It kind of forces you to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. Something that I respond to. And so Travis, uh, def, I was I was there around the time Travis was really playing guitar, like starting to pick it up, and uh, just you picked it up so damn quickly, so quickly. It's just it was yeah. of my mind. It, I played guitar since I was ten, and it was this slow journey. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's the <laughs> point where I got good. Travis, I just envied how quickly you got it. I I was lucky because I had a family that is entirely musical, like, right. and they You're all so- had different genres and generations of, of music, and so that really <laughs> got me passionate about music. And your whole so family. just ever since then, I'd heard, what was that? I was going to say, your whole family is not. My wife can't carry two. Oh, shit. I hope she never hears this. <laughs> she can, though. And yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, though, is that she'll, she'll say, swear up and down, she can't carry a tune, but she can. And, like, you know, I think in general, uh, you know, anybody who has a passion about it ends up self-teaching themselves. Jimi Hendrix <laughs> was self-taught. And that's oh, yeah. why nobody had ever heard a style like that before. And he had his yeah. own voice is because he developed it from the ground up. Yeah. And he was right-handed, but he played left-handed. How weird is that? <laughs> I have mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. I think he might've been from another point. Jimi Hendrix was like a force of nature. Well, he was uh, a whole other mm-hmm. level. you know, who's like that too is uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is actually right-handed, but he plays left-handed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's right. easier for him to play. Uh, easier for him to play left-handed. So, that's. that's uh, yeah. it's, I, I just, I you never you Did never. Did they just not these. have a different guitar at the time? What happened? Used uh, uh, well. I, I just I, I've got to say because oh, go ahead. Left the guitar. What I, I I was lucky enough because I had. My father, who had, you know, I don't know, 13 guitars at the time that I was starting to learn. And so I was just able to, like, get them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got 
I say, uh, pushing yourself out of your comfort really does kind of create that creativity point. And uh, I should be doing that more. I should, <laughs> but, but, I, but I guess I've done that with a lot of instruments because diversity and all that jazz is one of my biggest tenants of life. Yeah. How are <laughs> well, you doing with that I got you for Christmas? Oh, oh, the banjo? Uh, yeah. it actually, I have, uh, and you'll appreciate this morning, I have uh, uh, I learned how to play She Talks With Angels. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's actually the name of the song. I keep she talks forgetting. To, she talks uh, to angels. Yeah, she talks to angels. Yeah. Talks to angels. Um, I've learned how to play that on a banjo, oh. and it actually sounds pretty good. Wow. <laughs> wow, one of the most... <laughs> Overplayed Black Crow songs. You know, right. here's, here's a funny. Here, here's a funny story. Here's a funny story. When I was thirteen, sort of around nineteen ninety one, I uh, <laughs> that song was everywhere. And there, there was a, a radio station out here, um, uh, one hundred three point five, The Fox, and uh, it, it, that was uh, really yeah. when the Fox, which was, is still around, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was just starting. Uh, mm-hmm. back then and uh, they played that song every time you turned on the, the goddamn radio it was it got to the point where I couldn't listen to it and I love the Black Crows you have to understand I love the Black Crows and I could not <laughs> hear that song ever again and they uh, that's I, I oh man but I would listen to it if you were playing it on a banjo because I bet you, because I, I bet it would just it would be a <laughs> in my ear. And maybe I will appreciate the song again. <laughs> uh, it's a lot different, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> not, doesn't really sound like the original. Uh, <laughs> five people turning into one uh, with a five string banjo. Oh, yeah, a string for every person. Anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've had so many songs ruined for me like that. But, I, you know, uh, well, that, okay. So I, I, just as a, another thing to put on the topic, like, I think the other reason that like, we'll never lose actual instruments is because like, fuck, or, or being a kid, being a kid and just like getting an instrument in your hands and actually being able to do it is so much more cathartic than a, a, a keyboard can be like a, with, with attached to a MIDI controller. Yeah. Can be now. This is coming from somebody who currently uses that kind of setup and loves it and loves the yeah. things I can do with it. I also listen to that dubby wubby dubstep that yeah. even though there are so much better artists than Skrillex in that realm. <laughs> well, I but mean- like, yeah, I don't think we'll ever lose instruments because of that exact, like, it's catharsis. We all, Travis, Travis, we all know you're a big oh. fan of Dead Mouth 5. Dead Mouth 5. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I, he had to come in this eventually, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this Every is a, time with you suckers. That is a, that is a inside joke that will stay inside. Um, Not really that inside. I don't even, the name. Just like yeah, how it's they just the name. It's yeah. just, uh, Travis, but I, I'll tell you this, Travis. I didn't I was know say that, plenty. I, I I will. I didn't know who that band was, so I just went with it, or or who that guy was. I I had no idea. So I and so Travis would bring them up. I go, oh yeah, yeah, this guy. 
and I had no idea who it was because I don't <laughs> listen, I don't listen to dubstep. And uh, Travis was like, "Oh yeah, I, uh, this guy." He kept going on and on and on. And then finally, finally, uh, your sister Joe's uh, Joe's wife says to me, uh, "You know, it's actually dead now." So I'm like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Fives oh my god, not, fives are not s's, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, you're not obviously a part of the late speak crowd. Us and the uh, coding terminals. Uh, we oh, got uh, ones. I don't know. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> well, okay, I, 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 I tell you what, guys. Uh, I'm going to uh, wrap up the recording right now. I, uh, Travis, thank you uh, yeah, for Travis. coming on and being thank our you, millennial guys. millennial correspondent. Uh, you, I will have you on again. The three of us will be on again to have another uh, education seminar from you, yes. uh, if you if you want to come in please bring all those local colorado bands in too because i am always uh i'm always down for um hearing local colorado acts so i uh, i haven't listened to any oh local colorado acts since lobots so um or uh, oh, it, uh boy have i got you a selection <laughs> or, uh, i asked or, about big head todd and the monster so that was pretty much you know that's me um oh. You know, Big there Head. You go. Before we go, a, a Big Head Todd has the biggest Colorado following. They sell out the fuck out of Red Rocks every yeah, time. Yeah, they do. Every time they play, mm-hmm. and they're very regional. And and if you go like to the East Coast, they're like, oh really? I remember Ooh. them. They did that. They did that ba- that song. What was it called? Bitter something. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like how like no one in Europe, no one in Europe knows who the Dave Matthews Band is. That's like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, thank you all for joining us this week, and uh, we will be back again for another Gen X music show soon with the regular crew. Goodbye.